What's that, boy? Dad! Over there! Is that a Yeti? It's just his hair, son. At last! Saved after all these years! Stuck up this cursed mountain, licking moss with only a crow for a friend. How'd you find me? Just walking the dog. Need a lift back down? Room for a crow? Adventures never far with the Land Rover Discovery Sport. Now £339 per month on Land Rover personal contract hire. Oh, heated seats. Land Rover. Above and beyond. Initial rental, £4,068. 48th month term. Subject status, 8,000 miles per annum. Conditions apply. Offer ends 31st of March. Participating retailers only. Such Land Rover offers. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Introducing first, former ECW champion, Mikey Whipbread. I gotta keep some semblance of order here. They can never take away the fact... But I've been the champion. And his tag team partner, former ECW heavyweight champion, Jerry Lynn. You might hear guinea pigs in the background occasionally. And your referee for this podcast, Mike Freeland. It's in your contract in this show that you have to curse at least 10 or 12 times a minute. This is Front Row Material. Ozzy Osbourne blows dead bears. And if you can't handle that fact, get your chunky ass back to that concession stand and sell some snow cones. Snails, his reindeer, they came. 
he bitched and he swore and he called them by name. Now Prancer, now Dancer, up over those walls. Faster, goddammit, or I'll cut off your balls. Then up to the rooftop he stumbled and fell. He came down the chimney like a bat out of hell. He staggered and stomped and went to the door, tripped over his cock, and he fell on the floor. But I heard him exclaim as he rode out of sight, Piss on you all! This is a hell of a night. Come. What the fuck is? Hey, I tell you what, it's a front row material Christmas, man. What do you think about that? Huh? Better than the fucking pickles. We're going to spread some holiday cheer. How you feel about that? Well, the thing is, by the time there's Christmas, will be over. So the Christmas cheer is over. Where's Jerry? I, I, I have no idea. Have we, have, have we heard from him at all? We have heard from him. I did text him, and he did respond back with, okay. And that's all he said so far. I can go ahead and I can text him again and just confirm that he's still okay. Well, he better be okay. Your call is forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up. We're leaving a message. You ready? Go. Jerry, what the fuck? Eight o'clock. Recording eight o'clock. Our very Merry Christmas episode. And you have me really fucking cranky. I'm grinching the fuck out. <sighs> yeah, yeah, me too. That that goes double for me. Hop on Skype. There we go. We're good. He'll be here. Oh, here's Lynn. Let's see what the fuck he has to say. I'm recording this, by the way. You are? Yeah, we're ready to go here. Oh, well, I was in. We just got out of. What movie? We're not embarrassed to say. You better say it. Uh, and they made me do it. I didn't have a choice. Stop stalling. Stop stalling, fucker. What was it? Right. Uh, And you better feel sorry for me because it was Mary Poppins, all right? Mary Poppins Returns? Oh, uh, uh, it was tormenting. Was it good? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you don't know. You just saw it. How can you not know? Well, Alzheimer's I kicking was... in already. What? Alzheimer's <laughs> kicking in already. You just saw it. No, it was. It was a music. Okay. Oh, jeez. So I know. So now I'm scarred for life because I left the theater singing "Let's Trip a Little Light Fantastic" with me. Okay, that that's where my mind is at right now. I have lost it. Oh. He's on indefinite suspension. Yeah, yeah. You may, have to be, about. you may have to be suspended. I know. Without I pay. Something. I need help. Without like, pay. Help me. With, ha, Did you ever think you'd see the day where I'm asking you for help? 
No, that's pretty. You must be pretty fucking desperate, Jerry. I'll be honest. <laughs> I am at this point. Jesus. Oh, Mary yeah. Poppins, couldn't you fake the flu? <laughs> I, I just got over some head cold things. So I don't think I could have got away with it. I, I can't sit in those movie 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 seat theater cushions with this bad hip. Well, this was one <laughs> of those with the fancy recliners, so I couldn't even get out of that. Oh, you're fucked. Do they serve beer? I know. Yes, and I should have partook before the movie. And you didn't? No. Why? Were you running uh, late? No, not really. Just you know, things. Did you get a good parking spot? Thing. You get that use a huh? handi- you can use a handicap placard park close. <laughs> I need those. Oh. <laughs> uh, so where are you now? Uh, in the car on our way home. You're so burying you're burying the movie with 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 the family in the car. Yes. Are they ready to kill you? Uh, are you getting looks? Probably. I'm or, or trying it, not to look. Or is it one of those? Or is it one of those? <laughs> is it okay, honey? I got to save face here, so I'm going to bury this movie. When when <laughs> deep when deep reality, I loved it. I can't even do that. I can't wait to go home and watch the original. <laughs> Dick Van Fucking Dyke dancing with the penguins. He was in this too. He had a cameo in this too. He he did. And you know what? As old as he is, he still he moves better than me. Still CGI, CGI. Oh CGI. <laughs> oh. Well, how far? No. I we just I we just this just might be the beginning, and we might just say that you're not here. You know, if I didn't want to get kicked out, the whole crowd in the theater would have heard. Ah. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll have to do this when I get home. We, this could be just now. This could be it. Oh, okay. So that right. you've recorded it. We have you now recorded, and then we know your tortures, and then we'll talk for two minutes, and then we'll do a close, and that's okay. the end. All right. All righty. All right. Well, Jerry, I hope you had a merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> well, I you too. Well, you see, Jerry, you just blew our gimmick because this is coming out the day after Christmas. <laughs> Oh. Christmas is supposed to have been over and just blew it. So there goes my lie. Anyway, Jerry, Christmas is in two days. So we're recording this early. Oh my god. Oh well. I will uh now talk to your shoe. Alright there, little whippersnapper. <laughs> Was it your real voice or your gimmick voice? That was my gimmick. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Jerry. Well, I think he's home on the couch. I don't think there's no Mary Poppins. I think he's bullshitting us completely. I don't blame him. Is he trying to dip out of this Christmas special? He would be trying. He just did. Yeah, it's true. That sounded too clear. It didn't sound like he was driving. No. He's at home on the computer with the guinea pigs. He's he's good to go. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should have this best of. We should. We should get to the best of. We had a lot of good stuff happen so far this year. We did. It's only been two months. <laughs> now I'm out of material. Looking back on some of our episodes, what has been a, a highlight for you? I don't know. They all seem like lowlights to me. It's all me making fun of myself. I really think he was home. You do. I do. 
Not really. He's too nice a guy. He wouldn't. He wouldn't dip out on us. No. Yeah, bullshit. He wouldn't. He fucking leaves every night at ten o'clock, whether we're done or not. <laughs> he does. He goes to bed. He goes to bed. Fucking, yeah. I'm out. The things these fans remember, it's unbelievable. The detail and just the clarity that a lot of these people come up to me with. I'm just looking at them like, I don't recall any of this. That's because they weren't taking chair shots from <laughs> Balls Mahoney. I had my, in my last contract, I had legitimately in my contract that I was in no way, shape, or form uh, going to be put in a position to take a chair shot from Balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great stipulation. <laughs> if it happened, it was an immediate breach. <laughs> if you live through it. I think I just figured it out. Why Harry has so many Twitter followers already? Why? What happened? Fans are exposed to my matches on the WWE Network. I curse a lot. I've noticed. It's in, it's in your contract in this show that you have to curse at least 10 or 12 times a minute. So. <laughs> well, then I'm going to get extra. <laughs> I told Mikey, I said, I don't know if I want a lot of cursing. He says, well, what the F am I going to talk about? <laughs> Well, here, here's the concept well, I came normally, from. Normally, I do these podcasts, and he's like, "Oh, it's going to be this." I can't, in my head, I'm constantly saying in my head, "Don't say fuck, don't say fuck, don't say fuck," <laughs> and then I go, "Oh fuck, oh fuck, I said fuck." Great. <laughs> 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 but I had like no gear. I had nothing. Like that T-shirt, that dragon shirt, was just a shirt that my friend uh, Mike had gotten me for Christmas. I just had it in my bag. Like I'd wear that actually just out, you know, as a civilian. And, so you were, uh, you were ready to go out even after the match. Yeah, like I didn't plan on wrestling. Like I didn't even think it was like an option, you know. So I just had you know that T-shirt in my bag. I I borrowed a pair of red shorts from Donnie Allen, and I had you know sneakers you know, that, I, that I would just wear. And that's it. That's all. I, that's all I knew. So I remember that they were sitting there, and they said, "Mike, you up right? Go to the ring." And I'm like, "I'm just sitting here." You're like. I don't, you know, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Mikey Whipwreck go to the ring. I'm looking around going, fuck, okay. You know, and then Paulie goes, Mikey Whipwreck, go to the ring. And I'm looking, this Mikey guy's in trouble. Like, <laughs> well, you, you, remember, you remember the arena that the stairs went up to the stage, you know, yep. and Paul comes stomping. Now, now I'm like just wondering what the fuck is going on here. Like, this is like, wow, this is pretty interesting. Well, Paul does the Paul Heyman walk. He walks all the way up to me. He goes, are you going to go to the ring? And I'm like, why? He goes, you're Mikey Whipwreck. And I went, oh, fuck. It would have been nice of him to let you know your new name. I'm in the business five minutes. I'm already in trouble. Wait a minute. So so who did you find out gave you the name? Was that Paul himself? I I, I, I guess so. I, I, was, I, I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't, <laughs> my name's Shipwreck? Like, Shipwreck? Like, what? what? I, don't, I don't know what my name is. I'm like, I don't know. This kid looks like a shipwreck. I, I, just, I just remember Mr. Hughes going with, with, you know, the figure that doesn't bend. Looking at me going, hey, kid, you take a sidewalk slam? Yes, sir. You're going to jump real high? Yes, sir. Good. That's all he said to me. You know, so I was my first match. I'm already getting in trouble. I'm already, in, I'm like, I'm like, I'm already getting yelled at. I go, I feel like I'm home with my parents. You know, and then, you know, just wrestling Curtis again. And he was like ungodly easy, like so, so easy. And I jumped real high for the sidewalk slam. He, he he told me he almost lost me. That's how high I went, you know. But it was but it was great, you know. But I didn't have any thought that I was going to make any type of impact on this business at all. Like I'm just going to go. I'm going to be the beat up guy. Look at look at any show from the ECW arena in 1994, 95, 96. Probably till it ended. Just to the left of the guy with the hat, 
John Bell, that guy, was the sign guy. And he fucking hated me. I love the fact that he hates you. And there's there's really no no reason because you even tried to go up and talk to him. You know what I mean? And, and be a decent dude. But 25 years later, I remember that this one fucking fan does not like me. <laughs> Have you ever had any conversations or seen him at any conventions since then? No. Wow. That's uh. These, these ECW fans, let me tell you, these, guys, these people were fucked up. It's <laughs> it such a great, cool, awesome way. They Wait. want to be part of the fucking show. They can't. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, and we weren't. <laughs> well, well, that goes without saying. But like, like the, the fucking hat guy, the, the show would not start until he put his hat on. Once he stop, put his hat stop on, stop it, stop the, it. He, no, he would put the hat on. He would like tease it. He'd sit there without his hat, and you go, "Where's your hat? Where's your hat?" And then right by seven thirty or eight o'clock, whenever the show was gonna start, he would stand up. He would pull out his hat. He would put it on. The people would fucking pop. And we start the show. Now, now, did anybody backstage monitor this as far as, you know, a cue to start everything or? Not, not, you know, not, not like, an, okay, that's all we can start. But that's, he knew the show started at eight o'clock and right around eight o'clock, he would stand up, he would pull the hat out like, like, a, like an old school heel. I want to pull Jesus. the car out of his tights. He'd pull up his hat, it would pop and he'd put it on. Just where, where's your hat was a fucking chant. Did he ever tease putting it on and milk it like, oh, <laughs> He probably did. Oh, okay. You know, show your tits, black whore, <laughs> and where's your head? Well, obviously, the lore of ECW was the fact that it was it was extreme, and you would see a lot of people in the in the front row or the first few rows bring in a lot of unique items. Now, what are some of the crazier things that you remember when you first got there that you saw fans have that they wanted to try to give to the wrestlers? A dildo wrapped in barbed wire. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna. I was going to say, say, when I was in WCW, my buddy and I would get together at 2 o'clock in the morning and watch ECW on some obscure channel. And I remember seeing fans handing over the rail, like frying pans. I think I even saw one time they handed over a microwave oven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they, they, they were hit with, with a Nintendo once. Yeah. I was going to bring up the Nintendo. Nintendo. Yep. Oh, God. I did a fans bring the weapons match against Sabu in Michigan. That is when his brother or his cousin ran a show and someone had the Nintendo with a piece of tape on it that said Sabu that they brought in. And then someone made an actual homemade coffin <laughs> to put in the ring. <laughs> was it life size? Yes. I mean, it was like, I think it was shaped like them old school coffins with a little angle, you know, look a little gothic. Or whatever, yeah. but it was just plywood. And so we had it setting up in the corner. It was a three-way with me, Sabu, and Kevin Sullivan. I'm sorry that I went off on a tangent, but you were talking about weird weapons. And and then there was a skateboard. I threw Sabu across the ring into the coffin. I mean, the lid was closed. So he was leaning against it. And then I think I took the skateboard and I skated from the other corner across the ring and clothesline him. And the place popped like I did something spectacular. It was crazy. So how do you how do you take something and make it look believable that you're like take a Nintendo, for example, Mikey, someone hands you a Nintendo. How do you go ahead and use that Nintendo without legitimately you know, hurting the guy? Well, if you're Tommy Dreamer, you don't. <laughs> Or how about a clutch? Jerry. Remember Don Marie's clutch? Jerry. What? Okay. I got to explain that there's certain things. We were were having a good conversation. (laughs) We were getting along. (laughs) And you got to bring this fucking shit up. So is there a story behind this or is Jerry just bringing up a purse for no reason? No, no. This is a story. To this day. To this day. I wake up in the morning. Tinnitus? Yeah. So I was supposed to clock Mikey with Don Marie's purse. And I was thinking, you know, it'd be a, a regular size purse. Well, I get this purse and it's a tiny little clutch. It's not even a full size purse. And I'm thinking, well, I've got to make this look good. <laughs> you know? Otherwise the fans are going to crap all over it. 
I pretty much swung for left field fence. <laughs> to this day, Mikey will never let me live it down. I have never <laughs> been hit so hard in my life. It did make a sickening whop sound. I'm not did you have something in it or what? No. It would have been better if I could have gave him a love tap and then pulled a brick out of it. And the people would have popped. Only we were talking about weapons. Only thing was yes. pop, Only thing popped was my eardrum <laughs> and your jaw. Yeah. Every time you saw me, you'd tell me at first it was the next weekend. Yeah, I had to sip out of a straw for a week. Then the next time I saw you, <laughs> I had to sip out of a straw for three weeks. So it got longer and longer every time. Because well, it never went away. <laughs> I thought I owed him money. <laughs> I'm like, do I owe money? Did I sleep with his girlfriend? Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I thought we were, I thought we were, we were buddies. It probably was the my girlfriend at the time. If you just slept with her, I would have thanked you for taking her away. <laughs> Good evening. We're going, Good we're evening. going there, guys. Yeah. Oh, you doing? I, I can't hear you. All I heard was <laughs> so frying pans, Nintendos. What? What else? Was there anything else that kind of came to mind that stood out? Like, what? Who in the hell would bring this? The fans. Very unique people. That- I think I actually saw an actual kitchen sink one time. You did. Okay. I was wondering if I was imagining it, but I could have swore I did see one. I, I use it to write, write the butt out of my ear. No. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we're walking down Bourbon Street and we're drinking. And next thing you know, all the women are gone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where all the, all the women go? Well, I look up at the balcony across the street and there's a guy taking it in the ass up on the balcony. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? I look around. We cross over into the into the the gay section, and I'm like, oh, and there's Tommy Rogers in like yellow and black striped workout pants, and and then there's me and Jerry, and I'm going, oh my god, this could end badly. So I I grab Jerry Sanders and turn around and walk with me. Don't let go of my hand. I'm taken, fellas. But yeah, oh my god, Uh, yeah, that was great. It was Halloween, wasn't it? It was Halloween because that was the weekend before the pay-per-view. We, we were all on that float. Oh. Right? And on on, on yeah. Bourbon Street, the, in the, yeah. and all of us on this flatbed. Uh, you right. know, BCW parade. They gave us a bunch of these, these necklaces and said, here, what you do is you, you throw these, these necklaces out. And if the girl if, if the girl shows shows their boobs, you have to throw them a necklace. I'm going, well, okay, this is interesting. And we didn't realize that the parade did not start on Bourbon Street. It went down another street a few blocks first before you actually got onto Bourbon Street. So... Yeah. Us idiots, we were throwing everything out of those cases and those boxes of beads and stuff like there was no tomorrow. And by the time we got on Bourbon Street, we were out and all the people watching the parade were pissed and started throwing stuff at us. Wow. (laughs) They had had beer for us in the back of the the flatbed. And I remember Ulf Herman in German yelling at all the girls, Blas my schwanz! Blas my schwanz! I go, what the hell does that mean? He goes, suck my dick! I go, oh, okay. But I remember, I, remember, I remember walking up over the cab and standing on the hood of this truck. And then the guy hit the cast of swerves and I slipped and I put my foot through the windshield. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Mikey took a windshield bump. Oh, I remember Tommy going, you broke the truck. <laughs> you passed. That's $500. I go, Sorry. <laughs> I would have never thought ECW and a parade float would ever be in the same sentence before. Yeah. Yeah. They never told us that, look, you, you save the, the necklaces for the girls on Bourbon Street. No, we, 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 we thought our, our beast of the sea town talent. <laughs> it's like, keep your shirts on, please. Cactus was great to ride with, even though he took by Ozzy Osbourne CD and threw it out the window. <laughs> you didn't like Ozzy? 
he wanted me to listen to Leonard Cohen. And we're driving down Interstate 80, and he's like, ah, Mikey, let's put on a little bit of Leonard Cohen. We're going to drive down Interstate 80, and we're going to appreciate the beautiful fall foliage. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck. Like, completely like, this is not my thing. Like, I don't care about the fucking leaves. Like... (laughs) You don't like you don't get into the floral and fauna. No, I don't get into that. And then he's like, "And Mikey, after the show tonight, we're going to drive down to Lancaster County. We're going to see all the Amish people, and we're going to stay at a beautiful bread <laughs> breakfast." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm not." So I said, "So I said, well, let's." So I went into my bag, and I got my aging myself now a little bit. I got my Ozzy Osbourne cassette tape, and I put it into the into the you know into the radio, and it, we're playing it. He goes. Mikey, I just talked about the beautiful fall foliage going down to Lancaster County. So he he takes the Aussie tape, he ejects it, and throws it out the window. They go, wait, what? He goes, Mikey, as a father of two young children, I cannot condone you listening to the likes of the satanic verses of Ozzy Osbourne. And then wow. he put in his Leonard Cohen CD in, in the cassette tape. I was like, wow, this is Jesus was a sailor. He walked upon the water. And I'm like, fuck kill me now god <laughs> yeah but at the time it was absolutely brutal you know but leonard cohen died like last year and i i said that i heard about it and all these memories started just falling back so i said i said make a, a text going hey you know leonard cohen died i said you know i just want you to know that now 20 years later uh you know i have fond memories when thinking of leonard cohen <laughs> just from that but but it, the music is to this day it's brutal like i i couldn't get into it but can you imagine a reality show where mick actually spent some time with an amish community he fit right in I think it would work. I, th- I think so. He he can. He's just great that way. Just with people in general, he just seems to be. He just he could just almost assimilate and just kind of you know have a good time with pretty much anybody. He's just he's just that type. He's just that nice of a person. Unless you have an Aussie CD. Bastard, that cost me six ninety eight at the wall. Or cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> did you remind him that Ozzy's still alive? No, I did ah. not. Oh, okay. But he he, call, he called my house one time and he uh, I'm still living with my parents and. He, he didn't. I don't think he, he. I don't think he knew that, or he didn't know I had my own phone. But he called my house one time, saying, "Hey, Mike, it's Mick Foley. Um, I'm going to pick you up tomorrow at the Babylon train station around 10:30. So uh, I'll see you there. And by the way, Ozzy Osbourne blows dead bears." <laughs> so my, mom, my mom says to me, she goes, um, "That Cactus Jack person called." I go, "Yeah." She goes, "You're going to meet him tomorrow at 10:30 at the train station in Babylon." Oh, and by the way, I don't appreciate the colorful language you left on my machine. <laughs> I go, what are, you talking, what are you talking about? So I went and listened to it. I go, oh. So I, I said, Mick, just so you know, that's that's my parents' phone line. He's like, oh, what did I say? Oh. I said, yeah, not good. <laughs> so my mom said to me, she goes, I don't want you hanging out with him. He's a bad influence. What do you think she'd say if she heard this podcast? Oh. At, at this point, at this point, she wouldn't be surprised if anything. Oh, okay. To this day, she still has not seen one single match I've had. Not one. Stop it. Nope, swear to God, not not a clip, nothing. I don't think my mom ever watched one match either. Is it a situation said, where they just don't want to see you like get hurt or something like that? You think yeah, it's motherly? Yeah. That's, I said. I said to her. I said, Mom. I said, You watched Danny, my little brother, play football in high school, and he got carted off the field and stretched out like three or four times. <laughs> I said, Wrestling's a whole lot safer than that. Oh yeah, that's why football players are dropping like flies. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. Woo. It's it's it, it, it was pretty funny. Ozzy blows dead bears on my parents' machine. I've never heard someone say blow dead bears. I haven't heard it since. <laughs> there was a guy, I'm not going to say his name or anything, but it was when uh, Sean was still a lightning kid and stuff. And uh, he was just a, a heat seeker. And so 
In the middle of winter, we put Limburger cheese on his engine block. So whenever he turned the heater on, I don't know if you've ever smelled Limburger cheese, but it's the worst smell ever. And so in the middle of winter in Minnesota, you'd have to have your heat on in the car, and you can imagine what happens. I have wow. never, I've never smelled that before, but... Uh, mm. It's bad. Well, one, t- one time we were driving from... This is like more like a, a story, but we were driving from Indianapolis to Wichita, or one of those shitty fucking drives where it was just farmland and just flat. And I think Raven was in the car. Chris Chetty, Danny Doring was in the car. I'm not going to put the driver over, but... <laughs> <laughs> he can go fuck his ass, this guy. But anyway, we uh, so we're driving down the, the highway, and this is the most boring ride ever. It's the middle of the day. It's just boring. It's like, ugh. And the driver says, man, this trip's really fucking boring. Why don't we go do something light to, you know, to make it more interesting? I said, okay, fucker. So I went to my bag, and this is when I was doing the, the whole devil thing with the fire. I take the can of lighter fluid, and I spray it between the, the front seat, the passenger seat, and the driver's seat, and I light it on fire. So this, this, this huge what? bonfire in, in the front of the van, just fucking between the seats. The driver starts fucking panicking, going, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Taking bottles of water and everything else on there. We, we put the fucking fire out and it looks down and there's this big, just charred mess on the floor. He's like, what am I going to do? I got to take this back and la, la, la. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't know. So you said you want the trip to be a little more exciting. <laughs> well, he goes, we stop, and then he goes, he, he takes one of the floor mats. And he takes the floor mat, and he takes it, and he puts it between the seats. He goes, there, see, look, I took care of it. They'll never know. I go, that's good. Look at the ceiling. We look up, and the whole top of the ceiling is just black, melted mess. I go, how you can explain that one? <laughs> that's like Tommy Boy when he, when, he, when he pulls the door off the car. What'd you do? <laughs> How come you pump it again? They're all out. All they had was diesel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a, I do have a mischievous side. It, it can't come out on occasion, but that, uh, that was fun. Setting the minivan on fire. Who do you remember was one of, or maybe multiple people who were some of the cheapest people you ever worked with? Well, Cactus was cheap. So what makes someone cheap? Let, let's define that first. Short arms and deep pockets. <laughs> 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 he was uh, almost le- like almost legendary. How you know how I don't want to say cheap. How frugal he was. You know, well, and got He told me that when he was going to Japan, he'd bring a lot of those metrics shakes. Yep, and that to save money because you know it's expensive to eat in Japan when you're over there for three four weeks at a time. And he said that it messed up his digestive system because he wasn't eating any solid foods. It was just nothing but those metric shakes. Oh, they were nasty. Oh, they were horrible. It was like drinking spackling. <laughs> I, I remember one time he says to me, he goes, Mikey, I have an idea how we can eat cheap on the road. I go, oh, please, you tell. <laughs> he goes, he goes, how about we we have a little deal with Kentucky Fried Chicken? I go, Kentucky Fried I go, what? He goes, I want to have a meeting with the heads of Kentucky Fried Chicken, especially the ones in Philadelphia. He goes, we can have them create ECWs. I go, what? Mikey, KFC's ECWs. <laughs> I look at him again, I go, I said, okay, KFC, I get it. Kentucky Fried Chicken, I get it. What are ECWs? Mikey, they're extra crispy wings. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, if we can get a deal with Kentucky Fried Chicken, we can probably get a discount everywhere we go. <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's fucking genius. Oh my god! Yeah. One time he didn't want us. We he didn't want to spend money on eight by tens, right? So we're down in Florida and we're wrestling at some rodeo, I think. And before the show, he goes, 
Mikey, we got to stop at Staples. I go, for what? He goes, I got to get paper. I go, what? <laughs> like, normally when you ride with somebody, hey, guys, we got to stop for tape. <laughs> or we got we to gotta stop to get something to eat or whatever. But he, he wanted to go to fucking Office Max. Like, okay. So he goes and he buys a package of, of eight and a half by 11, you know, plain paper. You know what I mean? And I go, what, what are you do with this? I have an idea. I said, okay. So we have the match and he gets color and he gets a gusher. Like, not nearly as bad as the as that famous picture from Japan, that deathmatch tournament, but he was fucking br- bright red. Ladies and gentlemen, intermission, Mick Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck will be selling uh, pictures, <laughs> signing autographs. I look at it. I go, he opens up this paper. And I go, what are you doing? He takes his head. He takes his paper and he slams the paper against his forehead and then gives it to the fan. Next person comes up, another piece of paper against his forehead, gives it to the fan. No. He went over and over and over again. I said, you've got to be fucking shitting me. He goes, he's selling them? Yeah, like 10 bucks a pop. Oh, wow. I said to him, I said, wait a minute. He goes, Mikey, each and every single one of these pictures is a Cactus Jack original. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, wow. he goes, I spent, he goes, I spent $3 for that entire package of paper as opposed to 98 cents per 8 by 10. And I'm going, first of all, I'm going, this guy's fucked up. <laughs> then, I'm thinking, then I'm thinking, he is the smartest man on earth because... He sold. He must have sold a hundred of them at like ten dollars oh, wow. a pop. Just, just taking the piece of paper to his forehead. Here you go, and then it would dry, and he would sign it. Wow, one it's of like a kind. A walking, this is a walking, talking blood bank. Oh, it was great. I, I was like in awe of it. I'm going. This is like this wrestling business is something else. <laughs> you know, because I don't even in the business less than a year at that point. You know, there it is. You know, but yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting experience. So on nights like that, did he have to carve a little extra deep or what? Well, him it was just it. I mean, he could do it like with nothing. Like it was just one of those. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say it was as easy as Ab- Abdullah getting color, but he can was get it color. Like, was it like you with a Dorito chip? <sighs> <laughs> what? Damn you, Jerry. Damn you, Jerry Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. But yeah, Cactus, he, I remember one time he, he got a deal on about 150 leather jackets with like, from like the late 80s, or early 90s with like the tassels hanging down. Right. His leather jackets, right? And I go, what are you doing? He goes, Mike, I got a good deal on these. I said, what well, he goes, yeah, it's like $30 a pop. I'm like, okay, but what are you going to do with them? He goes, I'm going to sell them. I go, to who? He goes, wrestling fans. I go, well, what are you going to sell them for? He goes, Mikey, it's my new business. I go, what new business? He goes, cactus jackets. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He is, he, seriously, he is fucking great. Pablo's in the back seat. He's going, cack baby, cack baby. I'm, I'm the, you know, the, the PPW, you know, Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling Rookie of the Year. And Cactus is like, oh, Pablo, that's great. No, cack baby, you don't understand, cack baby, cack baby. And Cactus goes, you know, Pablo, I've been called a lot of things in my day. <laughs> Cactus, he goes, but I don't really be, appreciate being called a part of the male anatomy. So you can stop calling me cock now. <laughs> But he says, but anyway, he says, he goes, you know, Cack Baby, I'm, because I'm the champion of PPW, I'm going to be the PWI Rookie of the Year. And, uh, you know, Cack Baby. So Cactus goes, and after about 20 minutes of him rambling on about how he's going to be the PWI Rookie of the Year, he looks and he goes, you know, Pablo, M- Mikey was the ECW television champion. He was the world tag team champions with me, and he didn't win Rookie of the Year. So what makes you think that you're going to be the PWI Rookie of the Year? He goes, well, Cack Baby, because I'm the P- PPW you know, wrestling, you know, cruiserweight champion. He goes, you see, Pablo, that's great. He goes, 
So how many people do you think were there the night you won the championship? And Pablo's like, I don't know, maybe, you know, 80, 85. <laughs> and he goes, okay, that's not too bad. He goes, but let's say, let's say each and every one of those people told three people that you were the PPW light heavyweight champion. <laughs> I goes, okay. He goes, so let's say that maybe on this beautiful planet earth, 3000 people know that you're the PPW cruiserweight champion. He goes, oh, that's okay. He goes, you know, Pablo, that's fine and good. So that means you'll have to find one person in every two million people on the planet to find to find someone who knows you're the PPW champion. He's like, oh, that's okay. He goes, yeah, but what, Pablo, what you're not understanding is you'll have to find twice as many to find one who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo didn't say two words for like four hours, and he didn't mention the word cack again. <laughs> cack, baby. Wow. You know, we'd, we'd be riding down the road, and he said, Mikey, there's a little trick that when you start to get tired driving down the road, he goes, you roll down the window a crack, and you stick your fingers out the window, let the cold air hit, it kind of wakes you up. Another trick you can do is you can sing every song like Bob Dylan. <laughs> and I go, what? He goes, yeah, he goes, sing it like Bob Dylan. I go, that's interesting. <laughs> he goes, and he's like, he, like, for example, if you want to sing Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got funny games. <laughs> I'm going, wow. And we just started laughing. And it fucking worked. So the next week, he, we, you know, we're driving home. He, he's it's starting to get a little tired. He goes, Mike, I thought of a new one. I go, what do you mean? He goes, as opposed to Bob Dylan, what if we sang every song like Axl Rose? <laughs> and I go, okay. He goes, in fact, we could just talk like Axl Rose. Like, Mikey. <laughs> Please pass me a French fry. Yai, yai, yai. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was, he was, oh, he was great. So much fun. And then he had to leave to go to WWF and make a shit ton of money. Danny Doring and Jerry the Wall having a chop contest. And it was one of the most brutal things I had ever seen. Poor Danny. But he took it. He took it like a champ. But man, I, it, it was so brutal. And everyone, every time Jerry would lay into him, it, everyone would just cringe. And I'll never forget that. I'm scarred for life from that. And that's why I'm allergic to chops. I break out in a, a rash that's the shape of a hand. <laughs> I just, hey, Kid Cash was the worst of those fucking chops. The absolute worst. He hit you in the throat. Then he hit me in like a stomach. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I said to him, I said, I have a scar on my chest that's a little round scar, the shape of the tip of his finger. He hit me so hard it tore the skin off my chest. Oh, he kicked the chops. So I said to him, I said to him one time, I said, Davey, I'm going to make a deal with you. No chops. I look over to Jerry. No kicks. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. So we, we worked him out to Davey. No chops, nothing. Perfectly fine. The jury comes in, kicks him right in the fucking head. <laughs> Davey looks over at me. I look over to Jerry. I go, what? He goes, Jerry goes, uh, maybe for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, uh, I'll never forget. I'm sitting in the locker room and someone came running in going, Chris and Tammy are in trouble. So a bunch of us run out there and I see Chris has Tammy right by her. Right, she's standing, they're standing outside the car with the car door open. And Chris is trying to calm Tammy down. She's crying. And these two guys are walking from the arena to the, wasn't there a sports bar next door? Yeah, right away I had to go upstairs. And these two guys were walking along the building going to the bar, and all of a sudden Tammy goes, It was those two. 
And oh, within it seemed like within 45 seconds, it was like there was about six fights going on and people were pouring out of the bar next door. I saw Big Dick Dudley going against the grain, just charging, plowing, chasing someone up the stairs and he's mowing people down. And it was crazy. You remember the uh, jackass craze when I was <laughs> yes. when we were in Orlando quite a bit, uh, we were always partying at the ale house and one night afterwards eric young and i got a little crazy and we there was a shopping cart out in the parking lot and he hopped in and i just started running with it with a full head of steam right towards some bushes and poor eric got so scratched up and years later i ran into crazy steve and he says yeah we met that night uh you and uh, eric were pushing each other in the shopping cart and i was like oh wonderful what a great first impression one, one time we were at a bar and we were it was gotta be like four o'clock in the morning and I was with Marty Giannetti, and we're walking past a dumpster. He hits me on the back and goes, here's a Piers off. And I go, what? He starts running at me. I hip toss him into a dumpster. <laughs> then, then he proceeded to climb to the top of the dumpster and give me a flying cross body. And I said to him, I said, God, I said, Marty, that move stunk. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's true. Bump. It's true. Tough I, love, I love Marty. He's great. So what were you doing with Marty out at 4 a.m.? Before you came across a dumpster. Mike, this you is a family show. This is a family show. <laughs> you don't want to know. That's, that's the old Bobby Heaton line. This is a family show. And you go, it is? What are you doing on it? Somebody asked me, based upon my uh, Halloween costume, if I was was a furry. Didn't have a clue what the hell they were talking about. A what? A furry. If I was a furry, because I was Scooby-Doo for Halloween. What the heck's a furry? Furry is just a... Uh, it's the classification of a certain group of people who are kinky, who like to do things oh. while they're dressed up as you farm know. animals. Well, I mean, not necessarily just farm animals, but like oh, animals okay. in general. And then they just cut the holes right. in the necessary areas to, to do their thing. What? But, okay. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. And my Scooby-Doo outfit um, had, you know, a little area where I could, if I needed to use the facility, but. So you are a furry. No, I'm not. I am not a furry. <laughs> I do not participate in furry activity. I'm a slinky. You've never heard of this? Seriously, you've never heard of a furry before? I'm a 46-year-old white guy from Pennsylvania. I have no idea what the fuck <laughs> is. I'm going to have to post a, a picture of a, of, a, of a furry and maybe send a video of a furry convention. I'm going to look this up, leave it on my phone. My wife's going to be, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean, honey? Oh, let me, uh, no, but this is the thing that Mike was telling me about it, the furry. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mike, it sounds like you've been clubbing in some basement of some building in downtown Manhattan or something. No, that's New Orleans up on the balcony. Oh, that's true. Yes. It's, I'm familiar it's, with that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's 2018. There's nothing wrong with this. It's also not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Whatever, whatever your interest is, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. That's, that's one of the best things about the world nowadays to a point is – for most of most, I mean, there's a couple of whack jobs out there, but for the most part, you can do anything you want. Yeah. And it's nothing shocking. No. A furry, shock. we, <laughs> a furry is pretty fucking shocking. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, I'll tweet you the picture of why someone thought I was no, a furry. No, don't. No. I'll take your word for it. It's a, it's a wholesome picture. There's nothing oh, explicit I'm sure about it. Oh, I'm sure it's very whole. We don't I want was, the visual. No. We want to be scarred for life. New Orleans heard, pretty much scarred us for life, right? Yeah, but this is escalating to a new level. <laughs> oh, so what is the, the, the why, is that guy fu- what? Why, why is that guy fucking a, a Disney mascot? <laughs> Disney mascot. <laughs> oh, 
a furry. <laughs> Is that a thing? I was Hanna Barbera. All right, hold Hanna on. Hanna Barbera. <laughs> it very much is. Barbaric Fred Flintstone. God. All right. D- 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 Dino. 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 I was going to say poor Barney. <laughs> That's the dinosaur. That's a whole other realm. That's reptilian. All right. This should be working now. I hope to God it is. All right. Here we go. Barney, you seem to have some dental algae festering on your crocodilian teeth. <laughs> here we go. You ready for the first one? Uh, well, yes. I thought we were done. <laughs> Is it a furry enough? I'm going to send you the picture because seriously, it's not that bad. Send it to me now. All right. I'll send it to you right now. Here we go. Let's see. Here we go. Probably like a costume party. No, I'm not even at a party. I'm in my living room. That's even, no, that's, that's even more chair. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's not real supportive, you guys. Let's see. Where is it here? I got it. Ooh, that probably should not. I'll have to crop that. <laughs> the crop. <laughs> that, that that wasn't quite what I Uh-oh. thought that was going to be. Okay, hold on. A Why second. it wasn't circumcised? You're going to have to crop that. Now hey, we, <laughs> I thought he said like crotch that. <laughs> it's yeah. a Jewish bear. Here, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear about the rabbi that gave free circumcisions? No, he, no. he only took tips. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! That was tremendous. Oh. Shit. People actually listen to this. I don't bounce. I go, but. <laughs> and and if, if you happen to look at that suplex I took from Taz, it was, I didn't really bounce. I look, I like <laughs> hit and slid. This is like. <laughs> Afterwards, you look like a dropped pie. <laughs> <laughs> a dropped pie? That's fucking great. <laughs> After that first little bounce, it was like you laid there in a crumpled heap, and I was like, wow, you look like a drop pie. <laughs> that, that may be the best. <laughs> a fucking drop pie. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. What kind of pie? <laughs> Whatever's the messiest. Lemon meringue. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I need to sleep more often. <laughs> I don't think a drop pie is that funny. Fucking this is. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> you look like a drop pie. <laughs> oh. Wow. Now you're making me uh, laugh. I'm going to pee myself soon. Oh. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> I took my wife a damp. <laughs> oh. I was going to ask another question about the eliminators, but I guess I can hold off on that one. Uh, no, ask away. <laughs> I'm just, just licking myself off the mat. <laughs> oh. So what do you think prevented them from getting a, a, a bigger push in their careers? <laughs> okay, Jerry. <laughs> Your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> You're the one talking about a drop pie. It's my fault. <sighs> You're making me laugh. Oh, oh. Does anyone have a spatula? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at the crust. definitely move on <laughs> oh my god is he legitimately going to the bathroom he is okay point, why not <laughs> uh, let's, let's try to gain some sort of composure here yes <laughs> okay I had, I had never heard anyone say that before. That, that was the first for me. I mean, I, he's been holding that in for so many years. 20 years I've told him. That's, that's the first time I've heard that one. Wow. Oh, my. That was great. One of, you, one of your best friends thinks you uh, look like a dropped pie. <laughs> I, I haven't approved much since. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that was just a bigger pie. All right. <laughs> okay. So, Bates, did you go in a bucket? How, what? That was fast. Right next door. <coughs> the neighbors were really uh, understanding. Oh my god! <laughs> so you you've kept that pie thing in for for what twenty years, Jerry? No, I sling it out there once in a while. Oh, I, I said I've never heard it. I've twenty years I've known you. I've never heard that one. Oh yeah, I guess I I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes stuff just comes back to me. Oh. <sighs> Do you describe any other uh, any other people who've gotten thrown around as any other type of baked good? No, I just usually re- refer to their face. <laughs> they, they got a face like a drop pie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so my wife, she's a fucking Girl Scout leader, right? So, so they're oh sounding. You started sounding like Rodney Dangerfield. You take my wife, please. So, so she's a Girl Scout leader, okay? And they're doing, they're planning some overnight camp out thing. So she had to go for training today with the other, with the other fucking leader. So she leaves me home with the fucking, with the kids and the fucking dog. Okay. I think they're out having a Bloody Marys or something. Oh, listen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I got nothing. She got worse. So so I tell so so I tell her, look, I got to record this fucking podcast tonight at nine o'clock. I said, in fact, I would like to try to do it early. So she goes, well, it's over at 8.30. What time are you getting home? She goes, I should be home around 9. I said, okay, good. So then she says to me, she sends me a text about 10 minutes ago. Oh, I have to stop for Landon's, a treat for Landon tomorrow because it's his birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have to stop, but I have to get him treats to bring in for the class. I said, I, I got to record this podcast. And this dog <laughs> is making me nuts. You didn't believe that, did you? I think they stopped at Chili's for half-price margaritas. That's what they do. So anyway, so I got my little setup going here, right? Now, I have the kids in bed. Their doors are shut, so they won't make any fucking noise. And I'm out here. I tried putting the fucking dog in the bedroom. It was just fucking whining and barking and scratching. I said, fuck. So I'll fucking let him out here, right? I let him out here. He lays down. He's kind of quiet. Well, then my fucking, my son, the baby, he starts fucking crying now. He wants his fucking nook. So I give his, I can't find the fucking thing. So I'm moving the fuck. I'm sliding the crib across the fucking room, trying to find this fucking nook to shut him up. So finally, I give his nook, and now he's quiet and happy. I come out here now. The dog is in my fucking spot. Fucking sitting there, licking his fucking balls. That he doesn't fucking have. He's licking his little fucking pouch with nothing fucking in it. He's trying to tell him, listen, buddy, this is a waste of time. You're licking nothing. There's no jollies here. He's showing off. You sound a little jealous. No, 
he's fucking looking at me with his with his head in his fucking paws, looking at me with the puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Don't make any noise. Oh, he's wagging his tail. He's gonna now. He's gonna have to get up and shit. Watch. <laughs> and on top of all this, now my wife's gonna come in. She goes, "Oh, I'll let you know when I'm close, so the dog doesn't go crazy." He's gonna go crazy, fucking regardless. He's gonna go batshit fucking crazy. He's gonna interrupt the fucking recording. Jerry's gonna be yawning. He's gotta go to fucking bed. Big fucking mess. And I'm missing Frank Fritz right now. So, <laughs> and I'm congested. And I just took about 18 sprays in each nostril of fucking uh, that that fucking nasal spray. Flonase? No, it's not exactly Flonase. It's fucking uh, Afrin. Oh, <laughs> you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, too. that'll eat your sinus. Yes, it will. You got to be really well, careful. Then I, will, then I will be congested. <laughs> what a shit show today is. I'm telling you. Car wreck. <laughs> Don't lick your balls. Quiet. I'm trying to record here. <laughs> Quietly. This, this thing is going to kill me in my sleep one day. I'm telling you. It looks at me like, fuck you. You're making him feel cheap. Oh, he ain't cheap, this fucking dog. I'll tell you that right now. 200 bucks to get his nuts cut off. I would have done it for free. <laughs> I said, I said you, you paid $200 to get the dog. I said, you took mine off for nothing. <laughs> it wasn't even pleasurable. You didn't even get a pain pill afterwards. <laughs> Are the dog's nuts in her purse with yours? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. She just dropped my nuts in a martini like an olive. <laughs> Chilies. <laughs> Extra dirty. <laughs> this margarita is salty. So there was training for a camp out. Yeah. Has she gone camping before? No. Oh, okay. Here's the fucking kicker. Yeah. You can't be inside. Now, that's my idea of camping. I got to have air, air conditioning and no bugs eating me alive. You just described a holiday in, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever stayed to tuck them in up in... Uh, oh, Jesus. Florida, New York. You ever stayed to tuck them in? <laughs> to tuck them in? The place, uh, the place had fucking hairy soap. Hairy soap. Uh, <laughs> gross. Lance and I almost stayed there. We we walked in and there was a line of ants crawling up the walls, so we immediately oh, left. You know there was you know where the snacks are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said this place. I said, can I get a wake up call? They gave me a fucking alarm clock. The wind up time with the bells on top. I said, Christ Almighty, they tuck them in. Did you ask for a hammer to go along with the alarm clock? I didn't ask for anything else. It's like it's like that story of Andre the Giant going on the airplane asking for a screwdriver. About 15 minutes later, the stewardess came back with a national screwdriver. Jeez. Bobby, had, Bobby Heenan said to her, what would you have done if you asked for a Bloody Mary? <laughs> <laughs> with olives. So when are you expecting her to roll in? What's I mean, it's it's almost 20 after right now. I don't fucking know. What time's the chili close? I, I don't know. Midnight. <laughs> this message includes potentially sensitive content. <laughs> Yeah, my near death. Do I have to change my setting? Oh, wait, you, no, that was the message from, is that the one from Mikey? Let me see. Yep. Now. So I have to change my setting? What is on this thing? <laughs> wait a minute, you changed your settings on, no, on Twitter, Jerry? I didn't, you, I didn't touch I, my I, setting. I think you could bypass that and just play it, Jerry, I think. Can you just go to Brian the Guppy on Twitter? Okay. It's, it's there. Well, this could be another 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> oh my God. How far down is it, though? Oh, you got to go down. <laughs> pervert you know what half the tweets on brian the guppy has this tweet may include sensitive content yeah they're all me getting killed i think we might just have to wait for, yeah, for wait. him to find us oh wait this is upsetting this is just me getting killed <laughs> i was actually mike during the court uh, during this match you weren't here right, here we go here we go Ugh! Damn! 
You know what's you know what's you know what's really fucking upsetting about this, these fucking asshole Twitter fans? Seven hundred and twenty people liked it. <laughs> That just that just means they like your work. They do. They appreciate listen, you. Listen, listen to this. What this fucking guy, Patrick Brooks, says. Jesus, <laughs> oh, we're name dropping. Replying to at Brian the Guppy at FRM Pod. Did at Mikey Woodbreak underline thingy to sell the shit out of that Ron Simmons social slam, or did he take it wrong? Looks like he snatched that back when he landed on the mat. I didn't fucking take it wrong. I was fucking neighborly and I jumped. Did I take it wrong? Sometimes you don't have a choice in the way you take it. If you watch this clip, oh I went, damn. <laughs> and before that, he said, take it, bitch. <laughs> I took it deep. <laughs> deep. <laughs> I'm ECW's devil worshiping pyromaniac. I'm not scared of anything except my wife. <laughs> oh, there's the a dog. Since the arrival. This would be so good if this was on streaming He's right now. I'd be very curious to see this. Sniffing at the door. I see the headlights in the window. There seems to be a lull. She has to unlock the door. She has to gather her purse. This is play by play. Here we go. The dog's tail is wagging like a motherfucker. <laughs> Sniffing at the door. I can't tell if he's got a heart on or not. <laughs> he gets excited. He gets excited when something comes on. Here we go. Here we go. The dog sits down. Here we go. Is that pizza? No, it's donuts. Well, and they're right. not for you. Rejected. <laughs> So much for that crankshaft pulley. Oh, the crankshaft pulley is broken. Just, what? I don't know what the fuck you just said. Are you going to give her a kiss and say, welcome home? You think I should? Might not be a bad idea. Okay. What else did you get? Oh, that didn't sound like a welcome home. Wait a minute. It's not your birthday. Yeah, there's more than just cookies there. What's the other big stuff? You don't get this. You don't get this on a lot of podcasts, Jerry. Plates. Plates. The Girl Scouts ceremony is tomorrow. What's the morning? The what's tomorrow? The Girl Scouts ceremony. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow, too. Oh. Denied. Huh? <laughs> I knew about his birthday tomorrow, but I didn't know about the other thing. <laughs> get her on the mic, Mikey. What? Yeah. You pop the hole in the donuts. Oh, see, he just broke the computer. Do you hear that? It sounds like someone's getting tased. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what? If it, if it would actually plug in, it would be a problem. It did plug in. It's not a plug in. It's a magnetic thing. Well, he. That's why it came out. Do I get a kiss low? Huh? Do I get a kiss low? I guess. Get her on the microphone, Mikey. They want you on the microphone. No. Why not? Absolutely not. You're on the microphone now. You don't even know it. No. Did she just you're kiss a... you? Yeah. It, yeah, was that a yeah. kiss? Okay. Was that the, the, the high spot in the call center? <laughs> I think that one had a little more emotion to it. Oh, okay. This, this one's more like obligatory, I think. Does she have a pet name for you? I don't like that. I can only hear your side of the conversation. Tell her to put the headphones on. You want to put the headphones on? No. I'll let you hear it, then I won't hear anything. No. Then I'll be in the dark. No. Tell her that we send our love. They send their love. I guess they do. They do. Every, and Newsom is going to say that. I'm <laughs> saying, hurry the fuck up. I want to go to bed. <laughs> Tell her to quit acting like she knows me. Quit, quit, quit acting like you know him. Jerry, Jerry called Sunday night. We're sitting on the phone. We just, we're on the phone about, I don't know, three seconds, and we're fucking laughing. She goes, oh, you're two idiots. I'm not saying 
ridiculous. Oh, we're ridiculous. We're ridiculous idiots. We are. We, yeah. Ask her if you got enough stuff to make chicken parm tonight. Mike, are I'm you hungry? I'm thinking about that one. I'm starving. Do we have stuff for chicken parm? I'm not making chicken parm. You're crazy. <laughs> I'll make it. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's hungry, she said. We, after all this margaritas and chilies, she's, she's probably hungry at this point. You have chicken wings, though. Chicken wings. They think that you went to some, you went to chilies. Like there was no Girl Scout thing. They said you just went to chilies. If I was going to ditch on something, I wouldn't go to chilies. Where, where would you go? Like. Frishes? What? A steakhouse? A steakhouse. What steakhouse? Not Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Sure. Can't afford that. We have to go to Outback. I'd go to Bonefish. Bonefish? Yes. Hey, ask her what does it feel like to be married to a podcast superstar? What does it feel like to be married to a world wrestling uh, international superstar? Who's a world renowned, world renowned podcaster? That didn't sound like podcast superstar. <laughs> What's going on the podcast? <laughs> What does it? What does it feel like? It feels like before I was married to a podcaster. <laughs> now I have to be locked in my room after nine She's. She says. It, she says it feels like it did before I was a podcaster. <laughs> Except now she has to be locked in her room at nine o'clock. Tell her. Tell her you got her on webcam right now. We can see her. Mike, you're trying to get me in trouble here. Yeah, he might get smacked. <laughs> I, I was hoping for a crank Jeff pulley, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think she's going to treat you like Ron Simmons did. You'll end up with a broken crankshaft pulley. That's what I, said. I said, honey, you want to have sex tonight? I said, if you want to have sex tonight, pull on my wiener one time. If, <laughs> if, you, if you don't, pull on it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the story for Ron Simmons. So ECW, when in its infancy, and this was before you needed identification to get on the plane. Paul would call and he would get bereavement flights to get this kind of flights into the town. So he would he would look up a newspaper and say Orlando. He would see who the fuck died. And he would call the airline and get a bereavement flight, a cheaper fare, last minute fare. And or he would use the frequent flyer miles and he would book it. So at one point we were going down to Florida and there were about six Paul Heymans on the flight and a couple of Rosenthal's on the flight. <laughs> so we're down in Miami and it's supposed to be, is it Miami? Oh, where's anyway? It's supposed to be down in Miami, and Ron Simmons is supposed to be on the show. We're on no shows, no word from Ron. No, you know, just before cell phones and things. Nobody knows where the fuck he is. We do not, he just no showed. So, we're the next night, we're in Orlando, and Ron pulls up with his wife in his car, and he's pissed. So, we sit down talking, and he goes, So, we're like, you know, Ron, what happened? He goes, You know, I had to drive down here from Atlanta, and we're like, Well, why didn't Paul get you a flight? A flight, and I tell you something, he goes, They would let me on the damn plane. I said, why? Do I look like a Rosenthal to you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, he was Dave Rosenthal or some some Jewish name, but yeah. They wouldn't let him on the plane. Well, I hope they fucking enjoyed that. I think they probably did. It was good stuff. I just laughed for an hour. (laughs) But you 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 could tell him full of shit right there. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Oh. oh, man, I had fun with it, and I enjoyed going back and hearing stories of, of what we did so far in uh, our first year of doing the podcast. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I think it'll be good for the people who maybe haven't heard us yet to kind of go here, like, what the fuck are they talking about? 
It's a nice mixture. It's a nice hodgepodge. It kind of gets you caught up leading into 2019 and all the big things we have going to be coming up in 2019. Well, now, see, now you just set up expectations. Well, I'm working on a pickle sponsor. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're seriously working on a pickle sponsor? I'm working on a pickle sponsor. Who? I'm not going to tell you. That's why it's called a secret. You can't tell me. Vlasic? Oh, they're too big. But there's this company right here called yeah. Pist. Or Pst. Whatever you want to call it. They got good ones. Why is it an owl going Pst? If it was an owl, it should say who? That's true. That's a good question. Really? Not uh, sure. Do you have this brand at your store near I you? No, I don't buy pickles. Does your wife buy pickles? It's a whole fresh pack. That's nice. And the, the label says whole fresh pack. As opposed to a half fresh pack. <laughs> it's not even a pack. It's a jar. These and this are is, is going to be our sponsor? I'm, I'm hoping. Oh. That's my big news for 2019. That's all I got. Their label's as fucked up as this podcast. <laughs> well, with that being said, it's been enjoyable, Mikey. Did uh, Pro Wrestling Tees have a coupon? <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice. But I can send them an email letting them know to, to not no, send this no, out. No, 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 no. Don't say anything. You want them to continue to sell or send out the coupons to people? Well, if they don't have a coupon this week, we can probably Oh. Well, if, if you would like to get yourself a T-shirt of Mikey Whipwreck or Jerry Lynn or from the podcast itself, you can go on over to ProWrestlingTees.com. Go ahead and put their name or the name of the podcast in the search engine, and you can go ahead and get yourself a T-shirt. Reasonably priced. Great designs. Get a t-shirt. Yeah. With that being said, is there anything else you would like to tell people on our holiday special? Happy holidays. Did you ever get on Santa's lap? Did you ever go to the mall or, or do any of that kind of stuff? I don't remember. I, I never did. But you got to figure this is, this is back probably like the 70s. Okay. And the Santa was really cheesy. Right. Had like the really, really obvi- obviously fake beer. Right. Alcohol. Like bad Santa. Yeah, kind of. Trying to be good Santa. Wow. Yeah, these Santas, the Santas now you see, I mean, they're like deluxe. They're legit. They they're, really are. They're no longer fake. I've actually thought about it as I get older, growing this out to about here. Yeah. Like all the way around, like what's on Bob Ross's head, but down underneath my chin. And, uh, and maybe going to like a senior center or something like that and volunteering and being a Santa. At a senior center? Well, you don't. I got news you for don't you. Go I, got, to, I got news for you. Yeah. The senior center? Mm-hmm. They, they, the gig is probably up. <laughs> <laughs> They've given up on that a long time ago. They, they Hopefully at this point in their life, they have grown to accept the fact that the fat man in the, white, in the red suit with the white beard is a bit of a gimmick. Okay, I would hope. Well, you can't start, you can't start off at the mall. That's 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 the that's the major leagues. That's like the WWE of Santa. The mall. So I'd have to I'd have to start somewhere small. So yeah, like, of I course. Like the the major leagues of Santa would be like Christmas Village or something like that. Well, when we come back, we have a lot of interesting things that we're going to be talking about on our next episode. So if you're enjoying the podcast, and I, and I hope you are, and thank you everybody for sending us reviews on iTunes, interacting except, with except us on that social one media. Guy. That one guy. 
Oh, it's upsetting. Like he really wants to like us. What do you mean? You want to like us? Well, you can like us he anyway. Could, like, he could just be completely fucking with us, Mikey. He cannot like me because of this production. Sometimes <laughs> like, I don't know why that he can't like me because of that. Should should we reach out to him? What, and wring his neck? No, and just oh. ask him what is it exactly he isn't like. We'll get him on the show. He told us exactly what he is. Right, but maybe in his own voice and us engaging with him, he can tell us. You know, you know what probably happened. Probably have him on. They probably have like a bad cellular connection. His connection <laughs> suck. <laughs> we we really wanted to have you on. Your connection was terrible. Just didn't work out. Maybe we'll, we'll try again later. Buy a T-shirt. Be a star. <laughs> so before before we end this wonderful Christmas holiday celebration episode. Can we get a, a, a sign off with uh, with uh, maybe the Sheik? Can we can we get a sign off with the Sheik telling everybody uh, happy holidays? We could try to do that. That's right, Baba. This is our Sheik, former WWF champion. I beat the Hulk Hogan jabroni in the Madison Square Gardens. Wishing you. Your families, even that jabroni, Brian Blair, a very, very merry, happy Christmas and a happy year. to it. How's everybody doing? This is a hardcore legend, McFoley, wishing you and your family a very merry Christmas. Bang bang. Ah. I am out here, and this is Terry Funk, and you're listening to Mike Freeland eat pickles, a pickle-eating freak, a pickle-eating snot-nosed freak, a pickle-eating snot-nosed jackass freak. This is Terry Funk wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Ah. What happens when two... I found this adoption agency. ...turns into five. She comes with two younger siblings. In an instant. Three kids? And one? <laughs> From the creators of Daddy's Home. We might have a little bit of a knack for this. Oh, no! Eh, I beg to differ. Comes Instant Family, the feel-good movie for everyone. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. Thanks, Daddy. Starring Mark Wahlberg. Should we give them a kiss goodnight? You guys are overthinking this. Rose Byrne and Octavia Spencer. Instant Family. In cinemas February 14. Certificate 12A.